Hello, 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 hello. It's good to see you. Say hello. Welcome to the Husky Hockey Podcast, your all things St. Cloud State Husky Hockey related. I'm Weldy, sitting with Andrew, and I i don't know about you, Andrew, but I cannot believe that the season's already upon us. It uh, kind of snuck up on me, not going to lie. Uh, same here, um, but... I, I you suppose. were all in on Twins losing. You were relishing in that, and uh, so far on... You know, your thoughts on the collapse, that that must have been uh, brought a smile to your face. It did, yeah. I don't know if we've discussed the bit on the air, but I've kind of become what I've referred to as an anti-Twins fan over the last few years. And I still watch the games. I just kind of root for whoever they're playing. Um, not a fan of this front office field staff. Um, but uh, I didn't expect it to come so quickly, I guess, the, the collapse. You know, first place. Yeah, it hit hard. Out. <laughs> First place to 12 games out in something like 20 days. Um, so uh, I'll take it. That's almost impressive, uh, really, when you think about it. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife uh, just a couple of days ago, too. And I was like, I cannot believe, you know, we're already talking about uh, the red-white scrimmage. Um, you know, we had the exhibition game for the women's hockey uh, team that won 5-1. to one. Uh, so it's, you know, all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, we're going to get in, in hockey. I got to, I got to get pumped up. And, you know, once I saw the new scoreboard, who that looks nice. And, uh, you know, started reading about the team, reading about, you know, kind of my thoughts on the conference and, or reading about other people's thoughts on the conference to formulate my opinions here. And now I'm, now I'm getting, now I'm getting hyped. Now I'm, I'm ready for the season to kind of get rolling. Yeah, same. And I think um, I'll be able to, yeah, it'll take like a week or two to like fully adjust the hockey season. But once it starts, it's we're, we're in. Um, it's going to be weird because you have that first week with St. Thomas, and then you have the off week right after that. And the off, yeah. Um, but yeah, come uh, Wisconsin, that series. Uh, and, and from that point forward, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be all in. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. Exactly. So, um, you know, why don't we just hop right into it? Um, you know, we'll have our NCHC predictions a little bit later in the show, but, uh, here, you know, we might as well talk a little bit about it. We talked a little bit about the scrimmage. Uh, you know, first thing that's on mine, I didn't go to it. Uh, so I, I didn't see anything, you know, obviously, you know, I heard some rumblings about the, the, the goalies and whatnot, but, uh, nothing major, but, only uh, one even strength goal was scored and um, in 25 minutes of play, which again is just kind of my worry for this team. We talked about how deep we are defensively and uh, the offense, uh, only one goal being scored is a little bit worrisome. But you're uh, bearing the lead because the Huskies won. And that's what hey, it's all about. Hey, there we about. go. That's, that's what, what it's all about. You know, the real winners are the friends we made along the way, I think, actually. So it's, you know, maybe that's a good sign of the goaltending too. Um, you know, Mietnan was the goal scorer. So, I mean, that's a plus, you know, considering the down year that he had last year. So it's. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to look too much into, you know, an inner squad scrimmage um as far as finding, you know, taking any big takeaways from that, but uh but yeah, I mean, last year I think too, even strike scoring was was a struggle for this team at times. You know, the power play has been relatively uh reliable for the Huskies over the years, but but last year that scoring depth and, and then even strength scoring was uh, you know, at time kind of dry at times kind of dried up. So um, we'll see if, uh, if St. Thomas is, is a good cure for that. Um, they last year, uh, came charging out of the gates, uh, against the Tommies and maybe that's what they need, uh, this year as well. We'll see, but I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really going to take too many takeaways from that scrimmage. Um, but maybe Mietnan, maybe that's the takeaway and maybe he's maybe. back. I, yeah, we've kind of. True we've kind of given him some criticism over the last year, but I don't think it's rightfully out, out, out so. Well, right. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that. I, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I read point, all I, these previews about him, like leading the team in shots. And I'm like, yeah, they were from 30 feet away. It's like they didn't, he didn't get into any prime scoring areas and wondering why he was in a slump. It's, it, it was pretty obvious why. Right. And I think he's sort of fallen off on the, the depth chart of our expectations. I mean, he's that, that top, that, that line that he's on with, uh, with Crandall and Okabe, according to McCadden, that's the number one line. Again, put that in quotes if you'd like, because there really is no top line when it comes to the Huskies over the years. But um, I think there's a good chance that he has a bounce back here and, I do and see. I'm skeptical about it, but I don't think it's out of the ordinary. And so you're older and he had that sophomore slump, which, you know, that's a kind of a fork in the road for some guys. Some guys can use that as motivation to turn things around. And maybe I'm up. Or just end up like that. Dave Spihart, you know? That's right. Yeah. We could Spihart or we could uh, spearhead it. Um, I don't think that makes sense, but uh, we'll take it. <laughs> if you say it with conviction, I think anything can make sense. That's the title of the podcast. Spear, spearharring it or spearheading it. You know, I actually totally forgot until you brought it up that we've got this weekend against St. Thomas and then an off week. God, that's dumb. But, I agree. Yeah, we don't we don't see a conference foe until November, uh, when we go out to Denver. We when St. Cloud when St. Cloud goes out to Denver, yeah, and when I go out to Denver, big announcement. Oh, I'm, I'm oh. going on the road. Uh, we'll be on at the Magnus road Arena. Again. Yeah, not my favorite uh, road venue. I'd probably prefer to go to CC, um, but uh, schedule-wise, Denver worked better for me this year. So The traveling I, fan is back. Well, it'd probably be the only time this year. And if I make it back to to Minnesota um, sometime, I, which I might, but this will be the only road series for the Huskies that I'll be making. Mm. But um, I'm looking forward to it, and... Uh, yeah, hopefully by that time we'll we'll have taken care of that uh, non-conference schedule as much as they can. Yeah, I went out. I went out to Denver for a road trip, you know, many years ago, and I mean, other than me having some stories about that road trip that maybe I shouldn't talk about on the podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a weird arena. It's a it's yeah. it's, it's it it. I don't know. It was, I went in the height of the Tim Tebow craze. So I mm-hmm. Tebowed right in front of Magnus Huskies won three, nothing, uh, that Friday game. So 
Uh, I think uh, so. If you got a T bowl right in front of it, I think actually that brings good luck if you want to do that. Yeah, I've only been but, there once as well and did not see a Husky win. So hopefully that will change this time around. Um, I like you know Denver's okay. It's not like I don't. It's not like I hate Denver. That area where the the arena is at is is a little strange. Uh, it's a little bit mm-hmm. further off of downtown. It's not in a great area as far as like there's not a ton of like options around there. It's a college area of town, so kind of imagine that. Imagine what you will about that. Um, but I'm just you know, like I said, I'd rather go to CC, especially because they have their new arena that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, exactly. But it just—it uh, was just like looking at the outside. It, it was just there's just nothing special. There's nothing eye-catching about Magnus. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. The darkness. Yeah. Dark corner. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, but I I'm looking forward to that. That's like, God, it's like five weeks, so mm-hmm. that'll sneak up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but looking forward to that. Sure thing. So so let's talk first off, St. Thomas. Uh, coming off their, uh, debut season last, uh, last season. And, you know, that was a good sentence. Their debut season last season. That's why you listen to this podcast. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, three wins, uh, pop quiz. Do you remember, do you know, would you guess the three teams that they beat? I know they beat Ferris F and state. I think that was their first win. Um, maybe they beat them twice actually. I'm going to say them. Uh, uh, I will say, yes, that is correct. They beat Ferris twice. So we're just looking for one more here. So one more. Was it Bowling Green? Lake Superior State. Okay. And I, I, I at least one of those was overtime, correct? I wonder how many of those were regulation wins. Nope, they were all regulation. They were all regulation wins. So they swept Ferris? I mean... Or do they do they play no. two series? They play a they series out two there. series, yeah. And then that Lake State game was that at home for them, for for St. Thomas. Yes, it was. So one one road win, two mm-hmm. home wins. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it was a struggle. But I remember year. that you know I was, you know, first round of the uh, CCHA playoffs. Um, they <laughs> played Mankato, and it was a nail biter there. Um, where Mankato ended up winning three to two. Uh, but, and, and that last uh, goal set up by a, a bad non-call. Just ask Rico yep. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a two to one St. Thomas going into the third. So. And that was the weekend that I, I said, it's going to be like a 15 goal margin of victory for Mankato in the two games. I think they beat them like eight to one the second. So I was half eight right. to two, yeah. eight to two, but uh, yeah, that first game was, uh, 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 they had to sweat a little bit for that one. But I mean, the first, you know, last series against St. Cloud State, I mean, or, you know, the, their debut series was a 12 to two loss. And then the next night it was two to nothing, <laughs> you know, and the Huskies, you know, I remember watching that just kind of thinking what the heck is going on, um, that, uh, we weren't able to really generate a lot of, um, a lot of prime scoring chances, um, I should say. We peppered a lot of shots, but not really getting into the good area, areas, which and that was, ended up being a routine or kind of a common theme throughout the rest of the season. But And that was at the X, uh, if you Correct. remember. Um, so this this time they are playing at St. Thomas's home rink. 
in Mendota Heights. So first time in that building for them, for what mm-hmm. that's worth. Um, and it's a Saturday-Sunday series. Yes, and a Sunday afternoon game, which I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, two or uh, oh, four. They well, got two. classes. They got classes to I, get to. I suppose. <laughs> um, it's just those. Maybe they're doing it like Motsko would say, like, we want to play a weird time to get us ready for the playoffs. Or get uh, us yeah. ready for the NCAAs. <laughs> Maybe that's the yeah, rationale here. We can maybe use that that's for the, the second game of the year. We we need to get get used to those weird start times. You never know when you're going to have a four o'clock start time, so you might as well yeah, yep. get used to right. that now. What your that's routine right. would be four o'clock Sunday. So, um, well, I mean, to be fair, the the Vikings play at eight a.m. eight thirty a.m. Central Time because they're in uh, London oh, that's uh, right. against the Saints. So maybe it's uh, you know you wake up, you have kegs and eggs. Uh, and then you you drink throughout the game. You pass out for a little bit. You you wake up again. You rally, and then you're back. At, you're at the X, or I'm sorry, you're at the you're at the herb. That's right. So if you if someone is gonna do that, let us know how that goes. <laughs> if someone was gonna do that, uh, it's me in college. I would have completely <laughs> done that. <laughs> Granted, it would have got, I would have gotten about three bars that are now defunct in St. Cloud. <laughs> so, imagine if the Twins were still in it too, because they I think they play a game that day too. So you could do Vikings oh. in the morning and then Twins in the afternoon. Although no one and then, except me really cares about Twins. Um, <laughs> probably all. I'm lose still watching because, because I I picked 77 and 85 at the beginning of the year, and I want them to hit that right on the right on the nose. Oh, and it's still thanks. a play. They need to go three and six in order to reach that, which would be pretty good. Well, that's a little optimistic. Yeah, a little that's optimistic. right. It might, might, might be uh, overshooting rather than <laughs> undershooting. But, yeah. yeah I, uh, Rocco's got to go. I remember, anyway. that, I remember that last year it was, again, the, the first series, the first series for St. Thomas as a D1 program, and they were kind of just a black box. We didn't really know exactly what to expect with them. They'd never fielded a team at the D1 level before, and their, their team was comprised of, you know, guys that had been with them as three teams, a few of those, the majority of the team was transfers, guys that failing to get, and no real blue chip, guys failing elsewhere, uh, including Trevor Zins, uh, former Husky, probably, arguably had the best season last year as a point man or on, on defense, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not that we were scared necessarily of St. Thomas, just like an unknown, an unknown. And then when you win the twelve-two game, you're kind of like, okay, suck. Uh, the two-nothing game, seven, yeah. seven for ten on the power play. If seven you remember. for ten. That's right. And that, I mean, they that early season power play success, like basically, stayed with them through the rest of the year. I mean, that that power play figure, which I think was right around thirty percent all year. I remember having to to remind people like this was a little tainted by the St. Thomas game, or at least like skewed a little bit. Not that they don't it, count, but yeah, this was barely I mean, a D one team. Well, true, and I agree with that. Except that, just the other caveat is that even without those, if you take away all of those power plays and all those chances, I mean, you go down. A couple of percents. So really, it was still a potent power play. Oh sure, um, yeah. 
So yeah, I don't want to discount that too much. Um, but, but they were a very bad team. St. Thomas was last year, and I mean they were 60th in pairwise, 59th, whatever it was. How many teams there were last year? Dead last, and um. I, mean, I don't even that, know how many teams are in college hockey anymore. Well, now there's Where a couple more. I was going to say they is, can't is, be. Is Lindenwood start? No, Lindenwood's yeah. not starting yet. Yes, they, they are. So they did start. Okay. They're playing. They're playing. Augustana is next. Augustana will be next year. This year Long got, Island is in. Stonehill is not in. I was looking at Stonehill. They got a couple of games scheduled this year against like Long Island and a couple like CHN only has like five games listed as a schedule, but they are D1 teams that they're playing. I I don't know what the deal is with them, but Alaska Anchorage is back for sure. Um, okay. And that's right. Lindenwood back. Lindenwood is, is good. They're playing the Gophers like next weekend. That's their first. Is D1 Wisconsin game. still a D1 team? <laughs> yeah, we saved that joke for uh, when we play them in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fourth place in the God, of Big course Temple. they were. God, of course they were. Just a joke. Surprised that they weren't uh, rated in the Us Show poll, which we might get to later. Uh, we might get to stick with us. I was going to say there's no way that St. Thomas can be any worse than they were last year, but considering we have a couple of new teams uh, and more, you know, there'll be a couple of more programs playing this year. I guess they could technically slip in the pairwise. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this still is not a good team. It, it, Huskies need to win both games. Um, Full stop. Yeah. Um, but uh, it still is, you know, I don't know. I, you like to play. I mean, I could, you could treat, kind of treat the team submission games from perspective. Um, say, um, ah, yeah, I feel like I'm disrespecting St. Thomas, but hey, they are the Tommies. Uh, I I don't have a ton of sympathy. I think they're going to do fine for themselves in the long run. Um, <laughs> but. Um, uh, and and some turnover from last year to this year as well. Um, I don't know who is going to play goal for them. Uh, last year they had Peter Tony, the UND, who you know bore the brunt of a terrible team in front of them. Not, uh, but he's he's no longer there. They have three guys on the roster list. None of them have one college experience. I mean, none up here to the team so far. One guy previous team was an NA3 uh, team. It's like the, the third tier juniors. You generally don't see those guys making D1 rosters. Um, so I don't know who is going to be a net for them. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I expect the Huskies to take care of business here. And if they don't, um, we're going to have something to talk about. Yeah, we're definitely going to have something to talk about. Um, yeah. But you still gotta. I mean, it's it's well, like what what you're what we're looking for here. You know, you cover it with that scrimmage kind of deal. Is you know, how's the even strength? I, I I have confidence that this team can put power play goals on the board against St. Thomas. Um, just using past uh, history in this uh, in this matchup. Um, but um, playing in a, you know, a full and I'm ex- I'm ex- curious and excited. I'm curious excited. To see who the Huskies uh, are playing, are putting a net. Um, I, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, I'm not sure if you have, if they've made that announcement. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two different stars. I wouldn't be surprised if all three guys get action. Like if if that Sunday game gets out of hand, like it did last year, um, wouldn't be shocked to see James Gray make a make his debut um, right away 
for the Huskies, like in relief. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not sure uh, who's who's going to start in that, and I'm curious to see how that plays out. Uh, and just yeah, I'm excited to see the new guys that we mentioned last week uh, or last podcast. Uh, not only the the freshmen coming in, but we've got the uh, transfers in Crookshank who was playing center you know, in, in that scrimmage as expected. And I did see that Adam Ingram was playing center, uh, was centering a line. I can't remember with who. Uh, I know McHatton listed the line combos that they used in the scrimmage on his uh, recap uh, on the, the Rink Lives. You can check that out. Uh, in, yeah, Ingram himself is another kind of, I, I'm very excited to see him for the first time this weekend. Uh, and so there's going to be plenty of storylines and players and units uh, that I'm going to be on the lookout for and, and excited to see um, how that how that plays out. I'm excited to see, you know, it's like good to see Brett again, you know, and and the coaching staff. Maybe Brett's like got some more facial hair or something this this time around, or maybe he's changing up the uh, the uh, the suit and tie look. You know, if he's going to go like Motsko, Mike Eve style, and do like the sweater vest look, who knows? Got to check that out as well. Um, but like I said, no shortage of storylines. What are oh, you? Man. What are you sweater, looking for? Sweater vest. Ah, oh, sweater vest reference. It's Ingram was centering between Molinar and Chase Brand. Um, That's right. I, yeah. I was interested to see that that those pairings with him or those players. Yeah, with him. and obviously I can't talk about Jack Rogers. You know, Ingram, uh, Grant Deshaun, Ethan Alcone. Um, Ryan Rise Ro- Roseboro. I always say Riseboro. I've said Riseboro true. Doug. <laughs> so, um, but like, you know, obviously we can't talk about them. Freshmen all new. Don't know what we're going to get with them, but just looking that at that, you know, my immediately thought just kind of goes to, uh, that's not a lot of depth. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see a ton out of uh, Spolacy and Salquist to get me excited. Brand has really kind of floundered, I think. Uh, and Molinar is just, I don't know. He's, he, he, he's like, he had that one good game last year. Was it against Western, yeah. I think? He's I feel like a he's, couple of goals. He's kind of like getting a C plus on a test you didn't really study for. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, okay, that's, <laughs> kind of what i get for that so you know obviously and you know looking at the defense i'm like okay this is stacked this is nice so but you know that so i'm definitely going to be looking to see you know kind of getting the feet wet for you know some of the these third and fourth liners and how they're going to kind of react to um to division one hockey now obviously First week in St. Thomas should be a sweep. Um, then a week off. So, you know, hopefully they'll get some reps, some practice, and then, you know, kind of come out hot against uh, Wisconsin. Because, you know, as as far as pairwise conversions and comparisons, I mean, you know, that Wisconsin is, it's important to, 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 to make sure that we win those Wisconsin games. Yeah, and obviously important. The, these pairwise games, or these games against St. Thomas, aren't going to count in St. Cloud's pairwise unless they lose, um, yeah. most likely. And because the flaw in the math, at least with the RPI, is 
if you're playing a very bad team, that can actually drag down the team that beat them. It can drag down their RPI. So what they do is just they take those games out of the equation because they don't want wins to hurt a team. If you lose those games, however, <laughs> they will stay in your mathematical calculation and, and really sink you. I mean, this, this could be the... If they lose one of these games, I don't care if it's the road game or the home game, th- that could be the difference between making the tournament and not making the tournament. Um, so, Which is obviously not what you want to say in the first week of the season, right. but yeah, it's, it's like a, It's like college football. You know, if, if a contender loses one of their, you know, terrible non-conference opponents, they're done for like, if they're thinking about being a qualifier for the, the final four, and one of those early season losses can just kill you for the rest of the season. So it's not, it's similar to that and it's, it's not exactly comparable, but similar to that here is that you just, you can't, it, you can't lose unless you lose, and then St. Thomas is way better than anyone thinks they are. But I, I highly doubt that. So um, they just got to take care of business. And, you know, I'm imagining that he's going to try to get as many guys in the lineup as possible for these two games and see kind of what he's got. Um, and using that month of October, you know, going, as you mentioned, four series here before conference place sets out. Uh, be nice to know what you got with guys like Riseboro. God, Rosboro. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stumble over that one all year. I, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, I I, I think it, until until he scores five yeah. points, I'm gonna st- still call him Riseboro. How about that? All right. Uh, and Rogers and Wiley and and the new defenseman Ingram, of course. I mean, it's uh. It's it's going to be a nice opportunity for those guys because I, I think the schedule, I mean, you got the Mankato games, or I think they're the toughest of those eight that you're playing in the month of October. You know, then you got Bemidji, you got Wisconsin, you got St. Thomas. I think that's favorable from the perspective of, of being able to give guys opportunities. And yeah. uh, so I think that's the biggest storyline over the first month. And, Hopefully that's the biggest storyline. If the storyline is what the hell is wrong with this team because they lost to St. Thomas, the tone of this podcast is going to shift. It's going to get it dark might, quick. It might shift a little into that anti-twins kind of rhetoric that I was mentioning earlier. Not that I'm going to uh, root against the Huskies, but uh, uh, I have a history of doing so with, with my, my teams, so to speak. So let's hope it doesn't get there. But yep. I have confidence so, that they will not do that this weekend, at least. So last year, you know, like I said, 12-2, then 2-0. Um, what's kind of your prediction um, for for this uh, for the, for this series here? Do you think it's going to be another one of the same, a tight game and a blowout, or two fairly convincing wins for the Huskies? What do you want to see? What do you think you'll see? Uh, you know, do you have any thoughts on? Yeah, I think last year, if I can remember last year, I did say, like, one's going to be a boat race, one's going to be tight. Just what happened. Maybe I'll do the same thing there. I I don't. Let's say like five two. Seven one, something like that. I, I don't. I twelve to two seems greedy, <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> aggressive. I mean, great. I mean, they've got that, a tier three goalie, so who knows, really? I wouldn't think he's playing. I, I bet it's going to be the other two. I, I would assume that guy is going to be like emergency backup for them this season. But again, maybe I'm wrong. 
Um, yeah, twelve to two seems aggressive, and you have the early start time. That's gonna throw off their schedules. It's gonna so... throw off the schedules and when you eat and when you when you go to bed the night before, everything's gonna go haywire. Yep. So, so. they might only get seven. Yeah. And so like, here's just kind of what I'm thinking. It's like I just want two solid victories. You know, I don't want any questions of how this team played cohesively. Like questions about certain players, yeah, I'm going to have that. But you know, I, I I want, you know, a pair like you know a pair of five to two wins, um, you know four to one, four nothing, you know something along those lines. Um, if anything goes, you know, if we do have a situation where it does end up where we even tie or whatnot, it's it it's going to bring a lot of questions to see where this, uh, you know, what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Yeah, first first weeks of the year are always tough. I mean. We don't really know much about St. Thomas, and we have question marks about St. Cloud. And every year, it's like there's always going to be a new batch of players that we haven't seen their their names, uh, you know, on a roster and, and, and stat lines that we've read, but they're not really fully fleshed human beings uh, until we see them in action. And so there's intrigue there uh, and excitement uh, naturally seeing prop players um and I, i'm i'm gonna try to have fun uh, and and hopefully see some good things i, I just don't want to have to come out here on what october 4th whatever what it is that will or the next podcast and sound the alarm bell yeah. i don't want to do that and I don't think two wins will sound the alarm bells, even if one of those wins is like a two to nothing thing, you know, like like last year. If they win the games, that 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 I, I can chalk that up to early season incohesiveness, lack of chemistry with players, blah blah blah. I'd, I'd rather have them lay an egg, Thomas, win playing your C minus game, um, rather than even Wisconsin, who you might not be able to get away with even playing. By playing C minus, so um, hopefully it'll be a, a a good start season for them. Mm-hmm. One that, yeah, it's not going to be without mistakes. You know, they're probably going to give up a goal or two or three. Um, but let's just keep it in in perspective here. Get the job done. We can nitpick, and we will. Um, but uh, it's our specialty. <laughs> let's just hope that it's, you know. In the ideal world, yeah, it's twelve to two every game, but not we're not going to go seven for ten on the power play again. Is kind of what I'm hearing. That's a high bar to set. <laughs> Clear, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's so uh, you know, Flow Sports will have the games, or not the games, but uh, Saturday's game Saturday. since this is a home and home. So Saturday's game is at St. Thomas. Sunday's game is at the Herb. Um. And, you know, as long as you pay after the 28th, then you'll also get the Bemidji game. Uh, make sure that you pick the monthly subscription. Uh, if you pick the annual subscription, you know, it does advertise as $12.50 a month, but that's paid annually, so you'll get hit with the uh, with all of it at once. So right. just, uh, just keep that in mind. Yeah, and you get... You get the two Husky teams, 
and you get the rest of the you know CCHA teams if that rocks the boat at all. That's what I did last year to watch that first game, and you know with October is is the it's largely non-conference games across the board, so there could be some interesting non-conference games between CCH teams. I believe also that Flow Sports covers Atlantic hockey uh, games as well. So again, for whatever that's worth, um, you can check out. Which I did last year. I watched like a Bentley game uh, last year. So yeah, it's uh, for a hockey fan. It's not it's not the best deal, but so for a Huskies game, I'll I'll be doing it. And, it, well, especially also because, you know, we're going to have that off weekend. So you won't even have Husky hockey. So you can catch uh, Michigan Tech against Ferris State. Oh, they're actually playing uh, con- conference games already, right off the bat. Yeah. Wow. Ferris well, Evans State. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's listed here on CHN as a non-conference game. Sometimes they've done that where they'll they'll play conference as non-conference I know that that's happened rarely past, but so it's it's possible it, it could be a Arizona State against Bemidji State. So you got some games yeah, uh, on the off weekend. Too, I think he so. got because um, the Gophers play Mankato. I'm not sure which if that's that weekend or this weekend. Actually, when will play. The Badgers, but uh, but that's a game that. You oh nope, that's nope. That would be uh, that would be the off weekend. Oh, it is. The okay. the eighth is when they'll play at um. Uh, in Mankato. Yeah, that'd be a deep. Yeah, so, I, think. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious about the Gophers. Touch on nationwide uh, later on in the show, but I think that'd be a good early season. Jump. So. Yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of hype uh, right now kind of between both teams, which Minnesota State, I mean, that kind of surprises me considering obviously who they lost, but, you know. Oh, and I, I, I wanted to bring this up. You know, the Gopher football team is on a nice little run to start the season. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to love it, uh, Gopher hockey fans, you know, whenever St. Cloud beats them, what do we hear? Oh, it's just these old old timer uh, St. Cloud guys, you know, twenty six year olds that are playing for St. Cloud. It's so unfair <laughs> because we're playing. You know, we got the eighteen year old chippers, which is the way it should be. You know, that that's that sort of stuff. But trot out your six year senior, seven year quarterback. quarterback. They're the oldest team. Like their offensive line is like older than certain NFL teams, and so the Gopher football team is really making hay with the old players theory. Um, and so when the Huskies beat the Gophers in one of those two games that they play in Jan- January, you can respond, have a response ready with, uh, yeah, how's uh, Tanner Morgan being 40 years old? He works pretty well in the Big Ten as a quarterback at 40, doesn't he? Uh, get that he, one. He just looks up. like an insurance salesman, doesn't he? That's what happens with the age, you know? Yeah. When the hair starts going and, you know, that's that's – the middle age is 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 rough on some some people. So, I did want to throw that one out there for for our season preview. That's a that's a good point. I uh, I haven't thought about that, uh, but uh, because usually any of those insults, I, I don't really. Know. 
they don't hold water, so I don't really care. But that's a that's a good comeback when we eventually hear that on on the Twitter. So. Yeah, please, somebody bring that up. It's it's only oh, I'm sure they'll they'll try it out when they lose to Mankato. Uh, so yes. the Gophers football will still be like in the middle of their run here. So maybe it'll yeah. Be well, they don't play anybody decent until Penn State, and that's the only decent squad on their team on their on their. Uh, on their whole uh, schedule, uh, Wisconsin's bad this year. Uh, Iowa's Iowa. atrocious. I still have uh, Nebraska skepticism. Yeah, Nebraska's terrible. But the, the Iowa and Wisconsin games, I'm still holding out hope as far as like they just don't. Iowa especially just can't beat them, uh, and maybe they can. Maybe they can lose a game there. Um, but um, this is not a go for football podcast. We should <laughs> perhaps. Uh, Move on to uh, what NCHC, NCHC. Let's uh, let's get at it. So uh, you know, obviously our rock solid predictions because we're so good at it. Uh, we'll go ahead and you know just uh, look around the conference. We're not going to go in depth uh, to all the teams and whatnot. You know, uh, obviously our shows are kind of uh, longer than they should be <laughs> at times. So we'll we'll try to keep it short and just. Maybe a little blurb about each team or, uh, or you know, some teams like Miami will just kind of breeze by because who cares? So, yeah, you know, you know, kind of what I was thinking, let me know what you're thinking. If you, you want to go top to bottom, bottom up, I always kind of like going eight and then going up to one, um, if like that, that works, and then we can kind of talk. Um, I think that's a good, that's a good way to start because for me, the first team that I penciled in was my eighth place team, Miami. Miami is your okay. It, it, it was the easiest pick as far as I just can't see them being anywhere other than eighth place. Uh, how about you? I I think it might be Omaha. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I thought I, I think, thought this one is. I thought we were going to be so. We discussed I, this before the show. I thought, uh, I thought we were going to be so kind of overlapping in our I predictions. Mean, and, so please, you no. Know, Go go right ahead. You have the floor, sir. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm already I'm already going into it. Which uh, which kind of it's kind of like I had my listings, and then you know I was looking around, and I saw Siski also had Omaha at eight. <laughs> so now it feels like I'm just copying Siski or whatnot. But I I, I just I should mention you are the resident Omaha fan on the podcast. So this yeah. surprises me. I I I. I know, <laughs> but I, I just, I just think the kind of the big thing that it comes down to is they now don't really, I don't see them having a lot of people who can score and they have a big goalie question mark. And I think that's just a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, as far as like St. Cloud goes, we still have players who can score. Um, I, I just don't know where their scoring is going to come from. And I don't, I don't think they're nearly going to be deep enough. You know, they got a couple of good guys on defense, but I mean that goalie situation, you know, you know, you when they did win, when they did surprise, I felt like they got really good goaltending that kind of stood on their head. And I just don't see that this season. Yeah, I uh I, I think one of the biggest uh, maybe the biggest talking point in all of the conference is goaltending issues. Or goaltending question marks, let's say, because I think most teams have them uh, yes. in the conference. 
North Dakota's, you know, bringing in a transfer goalie, the Ritter from Michigan State. Shocker. Um, That's what they do. But, well, and on paper, you know, he was a guy that I wanted the Huskies to go after. Um, But, you know, they seemingly won the goalie transfer game last year with Driscoll, and that kind of turned out to be a bit of a dud. I know he picked it up towards the end of the season, um, but um, I think it was underwhelming. and you have St. Cloud, as we've discussed many times. Um, Duluth, you know, that's uh, it's been their strength for the last half decade in, in net. And and they're, you know, they got Stayskull, but, you know, no Fanti coming back. And that's a question mark for them. Um, Western Michigan, uh, Brandon Bussey leaves. And they bring up, they pick up uh, Wisconsin's trash with Cameron Rowe, the, the Huskies um, got to know very well. Uh, in their sweep last year, um, pulled him, I believe, in one of the games. Or, yeah, I think he started both games, and I believe he did not last one of them. Fact-check me on that if you'd like. Um, CC uh, has a highly touted prospect coming in, Caden Barico, played with the uh, National uh, Team Development Program, and he was the World Juniors uh, goalie. Uh, I'm and I see that CC. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but CC is kind of picked as a bit of a surprising team or a team that could surprise people this year. And I think that's largely based on not only Embarico, but a lot of the they have a couple of other you know kind of highly uh, touted recruits. Chris Matt, sort of that's his bread and butter as being a recruiter. Uh, I look at Embarico's stats though, uh, and he has. He doesn't like put up great numbers. He hasn't in the past. I know he's been a young goalie at each level that he's played at, um, but he's playing in a young. He's a young guy in an older league now, so it's not going to be too much different than what his experience with the USHL was, which was an, a sub 900 uh, save percentage goaltender. So, and then Miami, uh, as you know, they've got plenty of issues as it is, even without that. So, goaltending uh, issues is sort of going to be i think the biggest uh storyline to play out this year and denver being the team that sort of is coming in with a veteran goalie and one that just won a national title to boot in magnus krona you know i think that gives them a leg up at least in my estimation um we can get to them again later in the show but um most of the teams now uh, in the conference coming into the season have a question mark goaltender and i think that's the biggest like I said, storyline to play out uh, yep. as we go through the season. So it's, you know, when, when I looked at that, you know, you kind of look at tiers, in my opinion. And, you know, with the bottom, I would say three, um, four the nchc you know i i do go with omaha last and then i have miami above them so i i guess i don't know what your seventh team is i don't know if that's cc or if that is omaha i had cc at seven omaha at six yeah and and that's kind of the consensus of those are the bottom three um and it wouldn't really surprise me what order they're going to be in but i i have them as omaha last miami and then cc okay yeah i it's weird for me to play the um, the Omaha fan of this podcast, but I guess uh, uh, and yeah, it might it might turn out that way. The more that I think about it, I mean, Miami, as we just mentioned, you know, goaltenders, you know, Ludwig Pearson is still there. Um, the 
preseason goaltender of the year last year for the NCHC, not picked as the preseason goaltender of the year this year. Um, you know, as a guy that put up a 925 save percentage in the COVID year, and I think that was the reason that he was had had some hype coming into last year. Um, fell back a bit, uh, and the St. Cloud weekend did nothing to help his his numbers uh, last year. You know, still put up an 894 save percentage, which I mean, I would almost consider kind of high. I would have I would have guessed it was lower based on a couple of those weekends, but I guess he. He sees a ton of ton of shots, um, and so yeah. I the the more that you're saying this, it's not you know. And who is Omaha's goalie even gonna be? Um, uh, like I said, the Imberico kid for CC has has some hype coming in, and he did play well in the World Juniors up until that medal round game. He didn't play all that well, um, and I guess between. You're bringing in a high-end recruit versus Omaha, who lost their two goalies from last year. Roden goes over to Providence, and Seville turns pro. And so, yeah, I don't even know what their goaltender situation is, frankly, if they uh, checking it now. You know, bringing in three three recruits, and uh, so no no transfers out of any of these. So. Very un, a huge question mark there as far as who's gonna emerge from a a goaltending tandem here. Yeah, it's uh, it's very possible that Omaha could could lose out. I I guess in if from my perspective, Miami's got to show me a little bit of competence, which they have not shown in quite some time. And the same with CC. Although I think they're in a little bit better hands, the way that the direction of the program is heading, I think, is rosier than the other two. So maybe you're talking me into to flip-flopping Omaha and CC. When I did see the uh, NCHC, uh, I believe the coaches' uh, preseason poll, they had CC at 6 and Omaha at 7, which surprised me a little because I had it flipped around. And I was wondering if that had more to do with CC. Being, you know, people being high on CC or people being low on Omaha. And I guess you could make an argument for each. Um, yeah, I guess the more you talk about, you know, because Taylor Ward is gone for Omaha. He's their stud score from last year. Yeah, they they don't Chase have... Primo had a Chase solid Primo's, season and, and was and injured. I mean, so you got to factor that into a... But, right. Um, yeah, so, I mean... I mean, they've, they've had some guys, Weiss, um, Abate. They've had some guys that I know have played well against the Huskies in the past and remembering those names, you know. Um, I mean, it's going to be – I mean, their scoring is really going to come down to, in my opinion, Cameron Burke, um, who, as a freshman, played pretty well. Um, and I, I think after him, it just falls off really quickly. And combine that, like I said – goaltending is a big question mark for them. I just, that's, that's where I kind of ended up with Omaha. Miami, I think is just listless. There's, there's nothing there to get excited about. Um, and Colorado college, I guess is just a fraction better than Miami. Cause they have better jerseys, I guess. <laughs> I don't like, you know, I, I'm showing my, you know, I didn't go really 
deep in depth of them because it's just I don't think they're going to be that big of a thought here uh, throughout the season. So that's just kind of what I feel about those three. I think we'll learn more about Mayotte uh, this season because, uh, like I said, this this goaltender has some hype to him, and they brought in a couple of forwards as well um, that that have some hype to them as well. And that is Mayotte's uh, claim to fame at this point. You know, being at Michigan and a couple of other programs, Providence. Um, you know, his mo or, or his trademark was was solid recruiting. That does not always translate to success as a head coach. Uh, it's a couple of different skill sets there that overlap, but they're not perfectly, um, you know, replaceable or, or transitive, I think you should say. Uh, so uh, if he can turn that team into a 500 team, you know, and, and maybe competing for home ice, I'll be a more of a believer. But it's kind of what I said about Omaha and Miami, or, my, or Miami at least. you got to prove it first for me to sort of get my initial skepticism aside. So, yeah, I don't think either any of these three teams are necessarily good teams. I would be surprised if any were serious threats to make the tournament this year, the NCAA yeah. tournament. Um, but... It doesn't mean that they're not without... Or the frozen face-off. Or the frozen face-off, especially Miami. Or, uh, well, Miami especially, but Omaha, too, who's never made it to the frozen face-off. Um, so... They haven't made... I want to say it's not, like, since... Jeez, they haven't they made haven't, a conference semifinal since 04, I think. I thought, that, I thought it was 05. Uh, it might, it's one of those two years, but yeah. yeah, the the neutral site phase of a conference tournament, and not counting the the Grand Forks bubble one from a couple of years ago because everybody made it there. Um, but uh, that was when they were in the CCHA, so that was actually three conferences ago when they were playing the CCHA tournament at the uh, the, the, the semis and finals at the what Joe Lewis Arena. Mm-hmm. That was the last time, um, and. And so it's, uh, and I know that doesn't, you know, mean anything necessarily to as far as how they're going to uh, perform on the ice this year. It's ancient history, but it's just that monkey off the back. You know, it's, it's like the twins in the playoffs. You know, it, it, everyone's going to be skeptical until the uh, monkey's off the back. And so, yep. but yeah, as you're saying, and, and as we're talking about it now, less and less likely, I think that that's going to happen this year. So that, that playoff drought. Uh, at least the conference playoff drought might be extended this year. Probably a good chance to be extended this Probably. year for, yeah. for Omaha. Exactly. So, um, five. Who you got at five? I got Western Michigan. Yep, I got I got Western Michigan too. And you're thinking about tiers. Is this middle tier? Well, I'll put it this way: Is this middle tier comprised of two teams or three teams? Or I, what? How many teams do you think comprise the, I the middle th- ground? I think it's comprised of two. I, uh, I I would tend to agree. Okay, because I'm I'm really curious here where you're going to put Duluth, but we'll 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 get to that. Um, but or you know, kind of where where you put the where you put the break at the at the tiers if you're. But I'm. How I'm looking well, at this, this is, is just kind of St. Cloud State and Western kind of in the same tier. And, you know, judging by 
you know, our lack of success in Kalamazoo also doesn't help <laughs> as well. That well, kind of Huskies us... don't play. Huskies uh, don't need to go to Kalamazoo this year. Huge so. win. Huge <laughs> bonus <laughs> that we only play them here. So I guess so. we're spoiling here that both of our number four team is the Huskies. I mean, yeah. That I guess they're I just assumed that was, but yeah. yes, that that is mine as well. So yeah, and uh, and I, I I would put you know between the two, I, I agree about the the tiers thing. Although I think this middle tier is the one with the most sort of big, there's more space in between these teams. I I I would tend to give the Huskies a little bit more of an edge than the Broncos. More significant of a gap between them than there is between six and seven, and seven and eight. Let's say. I think those bottom three teams, you could really sort of jumble them together. Although, I, whereas I, I, I see it as St. Cloud is is being a step ahead of of Western. Although I still would put them in a similar tier, if that makes any sense. And maybe I'm incorrect here. You know, we, so quickly do I forget this was a number one overall seed last year in Western Michigan, and mm-hmm. they did lose a lot. You know, we mentioned Bussy is gone, and I was not impressed with Cameron Rowe uh, from Wisconsin last year. He he had a good year in the COVID year when when Wisconsin was good, uh, uh, but crashed back down to earth last year, and now he's a guy that's kind of looking to prove it again. I think moving on to a tougher league in the NCHC is going to be a tough adjustment for him, frankly. And that's my biggest question mark for Western, and losing a lot of offense as well. And I'll, and they were a very kind of older team talking about grandpas, you know, that Josh Passolt sort of embodied that for Western. You know, he had been around for, he, he did the eight year tour seemingly uh, at Western Michigan. And, uh, you know, guys like that are gone. Not that he was, you know, the main cog in their offense, but, but, but losing some offense, uh, you know, this first is kind of a sexy, you know, coach right now. And I think he, his, his recruiting class was, was prized and, uh, you know, they're not going to get the guys that Michigan is going to get, for instance, they're not going to get the, uh, the top end guys, but he impressed me with his coaching style. Seems like a guy that players like playing for, but he's, he's not a guy that gives free passes either. You know, he's, he strikes a, just from a, an outsider's perspective, someone watching from, 30,000 feet, he seems like a guy that would be, that gets the most out of his players. And so the trust factor, you know, with Mayotte being a little bit of an unknown still at CC, Fershweiler one year in and he knocked that first year out of the park, you know, getting yep. Western Michigan off, off the monkey off their back, never had won an NCAA tournament game uh, until last year. Now, number one overall seed and and they uh, they beat Northeastern in in the and regional. Also, not to mention, uh, started the whole downfall for Mel Pearson. <laughs> Maybe not started, but uh, was involved in. Well, yeah, was involved in the kicking out of Mel Pearson. So, yes, played played a hand in that. And yeah, though Western Michigan will mean something beyond what the Broncos are. They have a specific, it's like Holy Cross, I mean, saying Holy Cross to a Gopher fan, you know, saying Western Michigan to a Michigan fan is, is that's going to have a little bit of uh, staying power, I think, as far as bits go. Um, so, so yeah. And, you know, I thought their best player last year, skater wise was, was Adder, Ronnie Adder from the back end. He's gone to the NHL. Um, so 
they have some question marks too, and that's why I have them in the bottom half of the conference. Um, this isn't a team that necessarily has shown an ability to reload to the extent that a North Dakota or a Denver can. Um, that's a high bar to clear, especially for a program like Western. Hasn't um, had the, the, the biggest success uh, historically. But I like the coach. Uh, I trust that he is, knows what he's doing as far as building the team. And I think they do have enough gas left c- carrying over from last year to be clearly, at least the beginning of the year, clearly ahead of that bottom tier that we mentioned. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about Western. Yeah, I think it's anytime CC Miami or Omaha is going to get a win above them, it's going to be a shock. Um, you know, if St. Cloud or Michigan State gets a win, it's it wouldn't really raise an eyebrow for me, but I, I can see us too stumbling against, you know, one of those lower teams as well. You know, if we play down to that or if Western Michigan does. So that's why I kind of have them in the, in that middle tier. Cause yeah. it's, I, I just, I, I, you know, they've got a few more weapons um, than, you know, a lot of those teams in that lower tier, but I just, I, I think they just also have too many question marks that I still think that they're going to be kind of on that uh, on that bottom half of the conference. Yeah, and if we can bring in, I mean, we, we've said a lot about St. Cloud, but them being fourth place here, if you want, I mean, is there any anything you want to say as far as why you're putting them there exactly in this, you know, in, in this field, in this group of teams, and, you know, are we being Homer Homer by by putting them at four? I mean, we've talked about the question marks that this team has too, namely in goaltending and and scoring depth. So is fourth place sort of generous, perhaps, for this team? I don't think so. I think they're that's I it's I don't I'm think so either. Here. Yeah. I don't think so either. Us, I would be I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if we finish in fifth. If we finish in six, I'm going to be shocked. Six or lower. I, I think I'd, um, go, I, I'd go with that. I, I'd go um, with that. Now, you know, elephant in the room is is obviously our goaltending situation. You know, we cannot have Caster, or at least his performance against Quinnipiac, we cannot have that throughout the whole season because that's, you know, a, a league like the NCHC is just going to rip that up. Um, so it's, it's going to be a tough or, you know, I think if, if we get a modest question mark answered there, so if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be like an exclamation point, but if it's a, if it's a period, you know, it's like, okay, that is, you know, here we got a good rhythm, you know, something like, uh, you know, maybe even a high two, low three goals against with a say percentage of a, a nine one. Um, you know, that I think that would be good enough. I think for us to finish in fourth, uh, cause I think we also are going to have the defense. Um, I think we're still going to, we're going to play a little bit faster than some of those teams. Um, and I think we're going to, you know, again, playing Western Michigan only at home and not going there, I think is also going to be a big help. So, yeah, I would tend to agree. So for for third place, we move on. Yep, move on. Well, I, Who you yeah, got? I, I got Duluth. I got yeah, Denver. Really? 
Yeah. Okay, well, that's I'm... good. It's, I, I, I like that we're we're not the same for a lot of things. Um, yep. I'm wondering who I, you got for one now. Uh, but, I, uh... I got Denver mostly because of... Now, first off, one, two, and three, to me, fairly interchangeable. The only reason... I would say Duluth is not number one. Is just historically they've never finished number one in the uh, uh, regular season. They've never won a regular season title. I don't think. No, you're correct. Uh, so <laughs> just historically, um, but and you know, for, for 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 Denver is kind of the main thing is I just I just felt like that's a lot of scoring they lost, and obviously, yes they can reload and they have that ability and whatnot. But I think it's going to be kind of a little bit of a dip, a little bit of a step back, not a huge step back. I mean, there's still going to be, I think a high two seed um, going into the, going into the uh, national tournament. But I, I do feel like it's going to be really close in this three horse race. I think they're just going to fall a little bit uh, beneath it. Yeah. I, I would say in the tiers, I think I would agree that these three teams are in the top tier, although I, I could make an argument for being in that middle as well. The best team of I I think the Denver Minnesota are clearly sort of the last the loose notch below them. But all three teams are are good. All three teams are going to and I had Denver number one. Um I, I guess I'm giving him national champ benefit of the doubt there i i'm not a huge i mean fan it's of, hard not to <laughs> right I, i'm not a huge fan of corona but i'm i'm not i've never actually really been a big fan of corona but i i think he he gives you basically an average gold uh and there's this question marks with a lot of other teams even you know question mark with with uh, duluth and Dakota up there at the top um where i'm not sure if they're gonna I'm not confident they're going to have a proven quantity net, even though, like I said, Cron is not a guy that he's not going to win the brick for you. No. And I like their their defensemen, especially Baron Benning, the the B boys, the Van Buren boys at the back end. Um, you don't want to mess with them, uh, and so I think they got an elite sort of top defensive core, and I do have the we have a track record with Denver that they can reload and they still got guys like me, but I, I their last year. Um, I, I think they can find the score. I, I don't think that's. So I, they're of the, of these three teams, they're the ones. Denver is the one. Question. And just the proven ability that national title last year. North Dakota, I think is also very good too. And, I would not be shocked if they've been um, for that to happen. Uh, DeRitter is going to prove himself as a top-notch goal, which I think is possible. Certainly is possible. Um, and they're sort of high-end guys that are coming in. Dylan James probably headlining that group of freshmen coming in. He's got a ton of height. Put up like a 90-point season at the USHL. Um, expecting a lot from him. Similar with with Duluth, and we mentioned this uh, when we talked about the NHL draft. But Isaac Howard, the highest drafted NHL player, going to Duluth, 
uh, the, the Bulldog this year. That's a bit of a change for Duluth as far as we're so used to goaltending defense. The yeah. line show there, and now they got a, a, a sexy, uh, you know, uh, flashy dresser uh, scorer <laughs> in, in the stable there. And so they've actually been hitting a lot of top recruits yeah. um, over, over the past. So it's, it, I have them as my number two. I have North Dakota number one, as much as I hate them. Um, but, you know, with, with Duluth, I think they're always going to be sound defensively. Um, I think they're always going to have an explicit, like, shocking, shockingly good goaltending core. Like, it feels like that's just a comment no matter what they do back there. Um, and that maybe is a little bit of their style. But at the same time, I think now they're going to have more pieces to open up the ice. And I think a lot of those games are going to be maybe even a little bit more exciting to watch. And um, I, I think they are going to really contend for a pent nose. So, um, you know, with North Dakota, it's, I, I, I just think they've got such a strong core coming back and they've got such potent players at every position that I think it's, I think they're just going to be they're going to be the deepest team. I think they're going to be the toughest team to play night in night out. Um and I think yeah, they're going to need average goaltending, I think. Um and I think everything's going to going to fall in line for them. So that's uh kind of who I have as as the top team. Yeah, so I don't know if I made it clear number 1 to Dakota or excuse me. Yeah. Number 1 Denver, number 2 Duluth. Erase all this, please. Uh, number one, <laughs> Dil- uh, God, I did it again. <laughs> they all start with D. That's what's making it trip up. But Denver, okay. North Dakota, Minnesota. Del- that's my there you go. Uh, but there you go. I agree I've... with the. I agree with the sort of. But 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 you're thinking you're thinking Duluth might drop down into that second tier. And I say drop down yes. because I mean this is preseason predictions for crying out loud. So like drop yeah. down isn't even a real thing. I, 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 right now. I, I would still but, I, I would think it's a safe bet that all three in the way. So when I'm saying dropping down to the second tier, oh, I, I I'll say it. I, I'm gonna pick St. Cloud to make the NCAA. So I, even okay. I, in that second tier, I'm putting tournament teams in that second tier. So it's not like I'm dismissing a team to be in the second tier. Well, do you want to know my bold take? Go ahead. I think NCHC is only getting three in. And I think Wait. it's I I I think we're only getting three in and I, I think it's I think St. Cloud is not going to make the tournament. If I, I mean, were to, I, to look know. at this roster right now and see everything. Now that hurts me to say it, <laughs> but I I think this is maybe maybe it's because I just don't see anyone really from that previous freshman class stepping up. Obviously, other than our defense, um, other than Lukey and you know I appeared to a little bit of a lesser extent, but none of the freshman forwards are giving me a lot of hype. Or previous freshman now sophomores giving me a lot of hype. So. 
I, I just don't think we've got the weapons that we've had in years past. And I think we're going to have too many games where we spin our wheels and we're just going to be on the cusp and we're going to be nail biting right towards the end. But I think we're going to come up a little bit short. You know, I, uh, I, I think that's valid. I, I think that's fair. I, I don't think I'm saying St. Cloud, I, if they get in, it's going to be something like it was this past year where, you know, it's three seed and you might have to sweat it out in the conference playoffs just to, like you're not going to go into the conference tournament with a, a clinched berth in the NCAAs. It's, it's going to be one of those kind of things, which is for most teams, I suppose. Not not everybody gets has that luxury to, to uh, kind of coast into the tournament. Um, and I think a, a factor, too, is schedule uh, when it comes to the Huskies. You know, they got a tough schedule in that we're talking about Western Michigan and Omaha being the two teams that they only played one series against each. And we're both picking those teams as bottom half of the league teams. Duluth only plays North Dakota once this year. Uh, and so they get a bit of an easier uh, break or easier schedule in that regard, just, just missing uh, North Dakota. But, you know, St. Cloud's got to play those top three teams, two series each. This year. Uh, Western Michigan. They only play Denver once, uh, and then obviously only play the, the Huskies once. So I mean, the teams that are in that middle, you know, the middle tier for me, or the middle pack, three, four, five, um, St. Cloud is the toughest schedule of those three, and so that might play a factor. Sure. Um, you know when, you know what it was this last year. I mean, this the you flip one win in, in a lot, you know. Between two and three, and three and four, and four and five, you know, then that all it all scrambles the the playoff uh, positioning for everyone. So it'll come down to you know one win or a tie, or God forbid, overtime uh, procedure. Don't tell that you know. You got to get that squared away <laughs> with Jim Rich. Uh, if Jim Rich, we're gonna. Um, yeah. But it's gonna be tight. You know, I I I think that t- the top five teams. Um, there's, there's not going to be like, it's not going to be a five race, but I'm saying those are all going to be, I think, quality team. And in between the two, you know, first and second, second and third, third and fourth, there's going to be races all the way down to the player. Uh, and, and I think that's going to make it fun. I, I, I don't think there's a clear, it may, might be weird to say it with the defending national champion coming out of this, but I don't think that there's a clear uh, favorite for this conference. My biggest, uh, sort of wrestling with standings wise, I think was between one and two because I I was going between Denver and North Dakota. I could see uh, yeah, I would not be shocked to see uh Duluth on uh sneaking three either. So um it it should be a fun season. I I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I think there's no shortage of uh just question marks and intrigue. And I think that makes it fun. You know, I don't want just you know one team or two teams dominate and the rest is trying to catch up. I, I think there's a, a le- legitimate chance for a number of here compete for an NCAA labors and like I said there's there's that lower tier. We would be surprised if any of those three teams made NCAA tournament. But other than that, I think those other five teams are certainly going to compete and good chance for four or five of them to make a make a tournament. Yeah. Excited for it. 
Yep. And I, um, you know, that Denver one, obviously, I mean, the poll uh, had that at their number one team. Obviously, a lot of that being the championship hangover. Um, but also the um, preseason all-conference team uh, that Cronulla yes. uh, was on. Uh, but there were four Denver players on that, including both defensemen. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm going to look really dumb by the end of the year. Um, and Cron- was Corona the, the, the goaltender? Yes. Kind of conventional. Really, you're not going to – I guess Pearson is back. I mean, you could pick him again. Uh, but don't think that. <laughs> Oh man, I think that was one of my favorite of the this edition of our podcast moments is when we talked about Pearson <laughs> and that reaction of what the heck is he doing on this list? But um, yeah, I thought, yeah, we were we were both you're talking like preseason last year. Um, yeah, funny. That, I know we came back after the season ended, went back. We had some giggles because yet. Kind of forgot about that, but yeah, Pierce. That one did not uh, age well. So, uh, so uh, here we are across some, you know, just over the hour. Um, uh, so you know, we can, you know, kind of go a couple different ways here. But uh, you know, wh- where do you do you want to go to? Maybe a couple different conferences. You just want to say just talk about the poll that came out. You know, I don't, I don't really have much to say about a lot of other conferences, but, you know, we can definitely kind of spin our wheels, kind of what what kind of storylines are you interested in kind of going forward? Where, where, where do you want to go from here, pretty much, is what I want to say. Well, uh, you know, looking at the preseason Ustcho first Ustcho poll of the season, which are always... That's always my favorite. Ah, uh, howler. And, and really the only time I look at this poll... Uh, because it always is just so many question marks. It's like, uh, who, why is that the consensus and why were they put there? And most of it is, it's a picture of college hockey the day after the Pearls of Bowl. And a little bit has changed. But I mean, like top four in the, let's, all, let's say the top six. Denver, Minnesota, Minnesota State, North Dakota, Minnesota Duluth, Michigan. You got all four of your Frozen Four teams in there, and then you got two of the teams that, yeah, Quinnipiac two at seven. So that was another regional finalist along with North Dakota, Duluth, and then Northeastern. They were in the tournament. Who's the other? Oh, Western Michigan would have been the other uh, semifinal. But this is essentially looking at the standings last year in the tournament last year. And then also sort of, uh, you know, so my question was, which of these 20 teams, want to look on the Austro poll, which of these 20 teams are we going to look back at at the end of the season and say, wow, that was way off. Or if there's a team that's not listed, that is going to surprise. See, my thing is, with these polls, Wisconsin was the team for years. Which didn't matter how many single digit win <laughs> seasons like he's had there at the end. Damn well, uh, Pennsylvania. They were going to be top 10. Be about, <laughs> yeah, 11th in the Ostro Bowl. Rough there. And the voters have wisened up to that ploy. 
Wisconsin unranked to start the season. Although they got 15 uh, votes. Uh, kind of funny. Right next to Omaha. <laughs> right next to Omaha. And so. above, above cold. Uh, and so, but the other, the team that's kind of placed them for that, I think, is Boston. Is Bo- that's the one that jumped out to me yeah. at twelve? Is is what is Boston doing there? But it's and... why why it's because they're the conventional or the traditional power. Always has a a, a fair amount of hype uh, that goes into them. They're the you know, a sexy school that's on the rebound. They played okay last. Year. You know they they had a run there in the middle. They started out poorly and then had a run. And sort of tailed off at the end of the year and not make the tournament. But there they are at number 12. I think that is kind of the one that does scream out the most as far as um, probably overrated. Uh, to be in the to be in the preseason poll is probably too much. Uh, but any of these other teams, I mean, again, not, not many surprises going down the list here at Quinnipiac 7. Northeastern State, Notre Dame, UMass, Harvard, BU, St. Cloud at 13, go Huskies, woo. Uh, <laughs> Western Michigan at 14, Providence, uh, Ohio State, UMass Lowell, Clarkson, Cornell, and Michigan Tech rounding out the uh, top 20. Uh, any, and again, the flaw of this poll is only 16 teams make the tournament, so I don't even know why they go to 20. I, I, one of the hits I have with this poll uh, but of these 20 teams, we, we mentioned the U being kind of overrated. So we have the 20 teams. Is there a team that not mentioned here that you think could make some noise? Um, you know, make the turn. It, I'm sure if we can go back and look, it's happened like every year. Team that doesn't that doesn't start the season in the Astro Bowl makes the turn. I bet that's more often. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we can. Take a quick peek at that. Um, you know, the one that kind of, I guess there's, you know, one that stands out to me for the others receiving votes is Northern Michigan, actually. Yeah. Um, they surprised is, me, too, because they were, they were ranked two in the CCHA preseason and got a couple of first-place votes. And I'm mm-hmm. surprised by that because I'm like, there's something I'm missing here as far as they bring in some studs. Uh, that did surprise me, but... Um, Maybe there's something with uh, Patoni uh, that working. I would be very shocked if a team other than Cato wins the CCJ. I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, maybe that for, for a dark horse pick, I think that's a pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of um, kind of my main one. Big Ten is always kind of a a flip of the coin, in my opinion, um, and not necessarily when it comes to Michigan and Minnesota, but. You know, I always think usually there's one other team that's kind of in the mix. You know, for a while it was Penn State that was in there. Um, you know, it, you know sometimes it can be Wisconsin might have a good year or so. Oh, I have uh, had some decent years recently. Yeah. So it's um, so looking. You know, I I could see Penn State kind of making a run um, there in that conference as well. Uh, and then yeah, who knows who's going to drop obviously boston university is kind of the the easy pick there i I mean michigan you know their administration and head coach is kind of in turmoil so who knows if that kind of affects them and drops everything off quite a bit 
Um, but also, we don't. I don't really know what's going on with Mankato. You know, Minnesota State is listed there three, three third pl- or three first place votes as well, and it, you know they they lost quite a bit, uh, and you know they're probably are going to win the CCHA, but I I, I think a lot of recency bias is going into that third place right there. So, which I guess this is all this poll is. Right, and I, I guess I just, I don't see anyone in the conference really unseat them. And may, maybe the coaches know more about Northern Michigan. Obviously, they know more about Northern Michigan than I do. Um, but just the way that they are set up, it's hard for me to... Although, you know, and, and Mankato has done this thing the last few years where they know because the CCHA doesn't give them a ton of benefit from a strength of schedule standpoint, they have been scheduling a tough non-conference slate. We, we mentioned playing Gophers in a home-and-home home, uh, next week or two weeks from now, playing St. Cloud uh, in a home-and-home home. weekend after that, I believe. Uh, well, no, they got, man, they got Duluth at home following the Gophers series, and then they go to cloud i mean I, those are three good teams i mean i think we can say that plus they're kind of in-state rivals that's a good non-conference slate and then they go down to arizona state which i think is actually going to be somewhat of a intriguing i'm kind of interested to check out uh arizona state this year new arena don mullet arena <laughs> in tempe and the best thing about this you know he was named after a uh sugar daddy that they had that donated a lot of the money program that seems to be like a new trend now because that's what cc did too name their arena after uh rich guy that that comped them a bunch of money best thing though i'm i'm looking forward to going to mullet arena because i've heard you know they got like in sort of in the rear part of the building they got like tent situation party sort of of, of area you know that's where the beer is served and, and whatnot so what they can say is, you know, Mullet Arena, it's business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> nice. I thought about that like two weeks ago, and I've just been that's been on ice for a couple of weeks just for me to do that. that just bit. sitting on it. Just sitting on it. But nice. But yeah, so I mean, Minnesota State, like they could, if they take care of their conference schedule and you know, they split the teams, the good parts of their non-conference schedule, they're probably going to be a one seed. So uh, I, I just, I, I, and you might be right as far as, you know, McKay's being McKay leaving and you know, have an unknown and goaltender and who knows who's going to score for him. I, I get all that. I, I've generally been down on Mankato in the past, uh, relative national coverage perception of them. But, um, but I just think they're, they're, they're well positioned in the they're, they're clearly better than, than anyone else in that league. And so I, I would expect them to be, be there at the end. But that's a that's a decent one where, yeah, three might be a little high. I guess yeah. see. But, but at the same so, time, I could definitely see him running the table, too. In the I looked at uh, last preseason poll. Um, okay. So uh, we can go last season. Um, who started off number one, UMass. 
But yeah, made the that's tournament. probably got to be like every year, like St. <laughs> Cloud made the tournament. Michigan made the tournament. St. Cloud was number two to start out last season. Yep. I mean, looking at it now. Oh yeah, because yeah. he had the the Denver uh, stray number one vote at thirteen there. Schlossberg. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, but uh, the first one out uh, seven Boston College. Boston College, which that at, fits into the traditional power that we're going to overrate. And then number ten Boston University was, and number and then 11, eleven Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> Um, flipping around the other side, um, I only looked at this quickly, but the one that sat off to me, Western Michigan was in other receiving votes, um, uh, and they were a, a one seed, right? Yes. They were the, they were the number four overall seed. Yeah. And then Michigan Tech, um, I believe was in the tournament last year. They played yes. against Duluth, I want to say. Yep. Because I yeah, think Biddy and Bethlehem were. Yeah, I wonder um, if there's there's probably been a, a seasons where like no one has been seeded votes and then made the tournament. Again, we're we're setting up research projects that we should do fly, uh, but I bet that's happened and not, not <laughs> here. Listen to fifteen minutes of dead air quick while I look this <laughs> up. So, uh, but, but, yes, the um, uh, the US show poll. You, you gotta love it. The preseason show. You gotta love it. <laughs> Number eleven. What I, a... I forgot about that. I did but I too. suppose, I mean, they were they were coming off their, you know, their one uh, NCAA berth last yep. week. So they're they fi- they finally they, were, they, they were back. everyone thought they were back and I I I remember watching them against oh man, do, uh, we took them to task for that series as well. We yes. were when St. Cloud played Wisconsin and Wisconsin just looked atrocious. So. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit different series this year, but we can uh, mm-hmm. we can wait to speculate on that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, all right, um, we did have one question uh, from obviously our good friend Dan Jacobson, uh, friend of the show. He uh, just asked uh, how many issues NCHC TV will have opening weekend, and uh, I'm gonna go. You know, well, my. My my first answer is all of them. <laughs> the answer would be yes. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say if uh, Omaha is at home, <laughs> that's actually that. probably the best. But answer. I'm not sure if they're at home. I gotta I gotta check out Omaha. They are. Well, they're <laughs> not, they're the they they got Mankato as an exhibition on Saturday, but then they play Niagara. Yeah, again with. With Omaha, their cupcake uh, conference schedule again: <laughs> Niagara, Lake State, Alaska, Long Island, St. Lawrence. A couple of those are on the road this year. That's uh, <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, my always my go-to is you look at you look at Omaha or you look at Miami. Yeah. Those I feel have the most trouble. In his dreams. Now that yeah, now that Duluth is HD, yes, you know, that that makes a big difference. God, that used to 
God, I remember their anchor would just defend it on Twitter about how expensive it was to go to HD. And it's like, this... It's like, we've had HD for 15 years now. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Right. So, yeah, you think all that national title money and all the bills mm. pitching in for all the caddies they were able to cover a, a transition. But, hey, it's done now. They're done? The, that's the important part, right? They're up so. to date now. So, yeah. that's the important. Well, you know, I don't know about you, but as as we were going and as we were getting talking and whatnot, I'm I'm getting hype. Like yeah. I know I said at the start at at the start of the show that the the season kind of snuck up on me, and maybe it's you know the the three kids that I have will kind of suck the life out of me a little bit. But as we were talking about you know the the league and and, and the teams and whatnot, I'm I'm chomping. I'm ready to yeah. go. I know I I know I predicted a St. Cloud State disappointment, but I'm still hyped for it. So I, I I'm I'm excited for the season to get going. Likewise, and yeah, I feel being the optimist is is a bit of a uh, it's quite the role reversal. It's a bit of an unknown situation. Hey, we sweep uh, we sweep Mankato. I'm going to be drinking the Kool Aid, so. You got a, uh, you got a national title. Right now? Yeah, why not? Give why not? Season preview. Like I haven't put any real thought. I just sprung into my head. So. Oh, jeez. I mean, team. I'm, I'm going conference. You're going. God, to it's gonna, it's gonna be Duluth, isn't it? God, that would suck. God, I don't even want to say that. I don't even want to say North Dakota either. Denver. Let's go Denver. They'll repeat. I think you're sleeping on the Stone Hill Skyhawks. <laughs> That's you right. Okay, so heard, they are a team. You heard it here from Literally, yes, first. That Skyhawks name makes me think that they were they used to have like a Native American name. It's one of the, it sounds like one of those sort of like you replaced it with a vaguely like generic sounding bird. I, I'm skeptical about about Stone Hill. And yeah, not sure exactly if they're full-blooded uh, one yet. But yeah, so you're going, you're staying in I like house. It. You're staying I'm in staying house in and, house. and going in, going with Denver to repeat. Yeah, you, 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 you come at the king, you best not miss. And so far, every team has missed except for for Saint Cloud, <laughs> but, or for um, uh, UMass. So it's, you know. And until somebody tells me that, or until somebody, sh- some team shows me that they can challenge for an NCHC like crown of you know being the best conference or anything along those lines, I gotta stick it to the best conference, and we are the best conference. So yeah, so I, I, that's I, why I'm picking a team from 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 the NCHC. I mean that's a that's a good pick. I mean I picked number one in the conference, and I would agree that they're the best conference. And yeah, I I still think that the West is the better half of the country. But it's like I almost want to pick a team out each just to be a contrarian. I'm just not sure. Like Nipiak, like I can't. God, yeah, like the, the Hockey East. 
really interested. It's like, because I don't, I think that that Boston University pick was overrated. You know, Boston College was not rated to start the season, which is sort of telling as far as like what we mentioned from last year's poll. They're kind of like a team that is traditionally viewed as, well, it's Boston College, so they got to be there. So uh, eight, Boston College. And for so for the, the, the us show voters, to be down on BC, that must mean they're really down. Um, <laughs> so probably not them. I'll go Providence. Let's go. I'm going to go Providence. I'll right. go Providence. All right. My my East Coast team. Let's. Uh, for some reason, I thought of Maine, <laughs> but I know that's going to be a bad pick. <laughs> I would go for it, but. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, East Coast, it's like, God, maybe Quinnipiac, but even that, I think, is not a good pick. I mean, they didn't impress me, and the St. Cloud should have beat them, so. Um, and in case you were wondering, um, yes, you are completely right. Their previous nickname was Disrespectful to Native Americans. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... Honest to God, I did not know that. Just the Skyhawks thing, which I just found out. <laughs> that just, it's like Red Hawks or, you know, Fighting Hawks. You just, it's blank, <laughs> blank Hawks. That's what you That's go That's just for. what you go to. Um, I guess credit to them um, is that they determined that back in 2002. So I guess you could say they're a little bit ahead on that. Um, well, I although I, I guess when, when did Miami? I, I was going to wonder that. I, I'm not, I feel like it was been longer like i think they were like very early like six seventies or 80 yeah i think like when guazdecki was coaching i think they had already been red hawks for some time i'm not positive about that but maybe one of our many miami fans uh, chime in if there's any (laughs) if there's any miami fans left uh, after the the run that they've been on Uh, you are like a miami Miami listening fan (laughs) yeah uh, if you are a Miami fan listening, I I hope you get a hug from somebody. <laughs> just I hope I I hope somebody's doing welfare checks. I hope somebody is just every once in a while asking how you doing. You're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but wouldn't it be wild? Maybe that's my maybe that's my Western pick this year. Miami is going to go to the title game. Ah, yeah, there you go. I like it. The Miami uh, versus Miami versus Providence. <laughs> Just a ratings gold mine right there. <laughs> <laughs> Them two with Bucci on the call. <laughs> yeah, Melrose. He'll be stumbling over some names oh, in that roster. Woof. Well, that about does her. Uh, so, uh, so we'll be back. Um, you know, probably. Uh, you know, every week here on out. Um, yep. So we're start, we're back on the weekly uh, schedule. You know, yeah, there might maybe, be like Christmas break. We might take a week off because they don't play any games there. But from, basically, from here until what April? March, yeah. April. Uh-huh. You'll be exactly. hearing you'll be hearing us uh, every week. Yep, yep. So it'll be a lot of um. That so I'll have it uh, probably have it out. You know, I'll try to have it out Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, you know, House of the Dragon is in full swing right now, so I did have to call the audible. So we're going to be recording on Monday nights. Oh, so if you have questions, reason. that's the reason pushing. Yes, 
Uh, wife and I have uh, date night Sunday nights. We're watching House of the Dragon. We are fully, fully invested. I was skeptical with how Game of Thrones ended, and obviously George R. R. Martin won't finish the books because he wrote everyone into a corner and doesn't know how to get out of it. And uh, it's, but now coming back to it after the first episode, really, I was like, okay, I'm back in Westeros. I'm back. Like this is, I'm hype. And it's lived up for me. I've I'm absolutely loving it so far, so I'm excited. Second to see time that you use the word hype as an adjective, which I like. I, I I like that. I usually say hyped, but I like the I like the singular there. That's that's good. I might have to steal that. Yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um. Uh, so, but uh, I mean, we just had episode six. I think there's ten episodes in the season, so uh, just a couple. Then you know, we've kind of fell into that routine where um, the Sunday podcasts have kind of worked. Sunday the recording, best. or the Sunday recording, we'll release a day or but yep. whatever. You'll you'll get it Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, you, yep, you get exactly. what you pay for with us. Exactly. If you. If you want it sooner, give us money, and then we'll talk. So that's right. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, until uh, next time, uh, have a good one, everybody. Go Huskies! Woo!